As long as ideas are in my brain, they're perfect. And they can be perfect forever. You're listening to the Creative Habits Podcast. Exploring the boundaries of creativity with artists from around the globe. And now your host, Wyatt Christman. Hey, this is Wyatt with the Creative Habits Podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. This week we've got Tucker Harley online. And uh, it's great to have him on. He's a musician and a creative type. He does some co-collaboration with other people on the project. You'll be able to hear all about that. But uh, one of the reasons I had him on besides being a musician is because with the collaboration, but also he has a, a theme. He has a podcast that's similar to this one, and he talks to creative types. Um, he actually has a theme with his podcast where the interview is for him and the podcast is for his, his, his audience. And I thought it was an interesting theme because, you know, oftentimes when you create, are you creating for your audience? Are you creating for yourself? And there's a dynamic between the two that kind of merges. Uh, but you'll be able to hear all about that, and uh, great to have him on the show. Uh, and now we'll listen to Tucker. Hello, my name is Sean Harley. Everyone calls me Tucker. And the reason they call me Tucker is because I say, hello, I'm Sean Harley, and everyone calls me Tucker. And then they do. Um, I am, I don't know what I am. Like if, when people say, what do you do at a party? I um, I normally say, well, my job title is user experience designer because that's what I do from nine to five at a large communications company here in Canada. But then outside of that, I do a podcast called The Spark and the Art where I talk to creative folks. Plus, um, plus I do a lot of creative work myself. I have a couple kids books. One is self-published and the other one is in the process of being self-published. And I have a five-song EP of more um, adult contemporary, grown-up music, and a album of kids' songs that comes with a coloring book and a glow-in-the-dark bracelet and tattoos and downloadable coloring sheets and stuff. Nice. Now you, you've been you've been writing songs for over twenty years. That's right. I, I, yeah, I have. If I if I did the math again. Uh, I started when I was probably <clears throat> 17 or 18, so 20 years would make me 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, so 26 years now. 26 years now, and you you released a five-song album, and uh, you've had a couple artists use their songs in, in their own albums, right? So you've, that's That's been a big part of what you do, uh, you know, as creatively, are, are the songs, is that right? Yes, absolutely. And yeah. and not just the songs themselves, but the stories around the song. I'm really I'm really starting to work on that concept. Can you describe that a little bit more like how that works for you? What um sure. what do you mean by that the story in the song? Sure, absolutely. Um so uh, my five song EP is I have a song called it's, it's entitled Born to the World, and there's a song about, um, it's, it's basically about feeling trapped in your own little town because you're talking to somebody who travels all over the world, but then realizing that they don't have a home and that they're jealous of your roots. And so what I did for that one was I took a bunch of really crappy cameras that I got 
that I ordered them in. They're just film cameras. And I put a little notebook on them and I gave them to 10 random people that I knew and had them spread out all over the world. And those people took, took pictures with the cameras of their time out in the world and traveling through all these exotic locations. I have uh, Thailand and Bali. I sent one to a person who was going to go to Easter Island, but I, I think that camera might be lost. And, uh, and then, so I've gotten out of the 10 cameras I sent, I've gotten three cameras back and, uh, hopefully over, over the years, they'll just keep coming back. But those cameras, then the pictures from those cameras will be then used for a video for that song, Born to the World, where it'll show snapshots of me just living my life and my kids growing up and going to school and losing teeth and stuff, while these people are out traveling around the world and looking at awesome vistas. And it's just that balance of being born to the world i was the, the lyric is i was born to this town like you were born to the world and so nice. so just creating so working on the story of the song and creating something around it um and that that project's in process and then i have another one that you can currently see on the site songs tuckerwrote.com and it's uh it's the song's also from my five song ep and it's it's called uh, Girl All Alone. And it's about a girl who keeps all her dreams in a jar. and She polishes them and they're very precious to her. And this, when the sun shines through it, it casts rainbows on the floor and stuff. It's very, very uh, precious and poetic to her to have these dreams safe in a jar. But then someone comes along and says, um, he, the, in the song, um, he uses those dreams to sweeten his tea which is basically like, um, no, you can't go to Paris or you'll never be a dancer, that kind of concept when somebody tells you that you can't do those dreams that you want. <clears throat> and so what I did for that one was I had a group of artists that I know um, create dream jars. So I gave them different jars, glass jars, and then they put their interpretation of what dreams were in and on those jars so one of them got painted and one of them had like a whole fairyland with crystals and ribbons built inside and somebody built they were tiny tiny little jars <clears throat> excuse me tiny little jars and they built tiny little dreams inside them and so those those became a video again at songstuckerwrote.com and uh so it's that balancing the story with just the song. So I don't necessarily want to just say, Hey, here's a song. Listen to it. I hope you enjoy it. It's like, there's a story to the song. Cause one of my philosophies is every song has a story, but every story has a song. So. That's really cool. There's a lot there at a collaborative element in your work that you've described there that must be you have to have a longer term vision for it because it takes a while like for those cameras to come back it takes a while for people to do their dream jars how do you keep that momentum going for that you know for each of those projects i wish i knew i'm in the process <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the process of figuring that out so for yeah. the for the dream jars one, I gave a very specific end date. I said, I would like this project done by 
this date. <clears throat> and I told the artists, have me your jar by this time. And then I'm going to put up the song by this date. So I had to have rank, get them the jars and get the jars back, set up a photo shoot. My, it was my dad who did the, uh, we got a photo studio and he brought in his camera equipment and lighting and stuff. And we took these really awesome photos of the jars. And then, and then when that date came, I had it all launched and I could have made the video better, but I had to say that I wanted to be done more than I wanted to be perfect. So in that case, um, just putting a firm stop on it really helped me get done. And now I know, now that it's finished, I know what to do on subsequent projects to make things a little better. Such as? Uh, such as not doing the video myself. Because <laughs> I, I, while I enjoy doing the video editing and stuff, it's not, it's not my greatest skill. And so if I was going to do, if I wanted to develop a skill in video editing, then I would continue to do more and more projects in video editing. And then I would get better and better and better and then eventually be putting out awesome music videos or video projects. But as it is, I'd rather have the entire project done to a high quality. So I need to work on the on the wrangling the artists and bringing those people in to do the things that I know need to be done to a high quality, but that I can't quite do it right now or don't have the, the desire to put in the time to get better at. So. Right. And the experience there, that whole uh, experience making the song um, larger than just here's a song that's that's uh you know keys into i think uh what, what a lot of people move towards in terms of happiness you know uh, their ability to have experiences rather than things right mm -hmm. but i i i i really like that you're doing this it's it's um inspiring what uh what how did you let it go like you know cuz that's one of the big roadblocks for many people when they're creating something they put all their energy in there and they've they've want to have it perfect and you said you know you just let it go but what was something that you used a tool that you used to allow you to let it go and let go of that perfection oh the desire to get it done as as long as something as long as ideas are in my brain they're perfect and they can be perfect forever as long as I never get them out. So, like, I get, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm a thinker, con, uh, idea connector, and some would call a BSer. I just, like, come up with ideas and think through ideas, and I get, I get all high and excited off that idea. But when it comes time to actually do the work, that's when, that's when I fall down. I'm not, I'm not one of those nose-to-the-grindstone just work, work, work for the sake of working. I really need to have something passionate, something that I'm passionate about to work towards. Um, so I, as an aside, if I was going to start an entrepreneurial business, I would definitely need to work with somebody who 
was just that process and concepts driven who could build that company. Whereas I would come up with the ideas of what we were going to sell and the audiences we were going to, to, to support. And then we would work together to be an awesome team. But, but for my projects, because it's just me, what I had to say was I've been doing this for, for at the time, 20 years and I still haven't done anything. And it's, I would give myself excuses like, cause I really like rock music and country music and blues and, and dance music. And so I couldn't choose just one band to be in cause I like all of those things. And so that was like an excuse to not do things. So for like for the, for the jars project to give myself permission to just let go of the perfection it was because I wanted to see something completed more than I wanted to continue with a perfect idea in my brain. Right. Right. Have it out there to be able to share that rather than having it perfect. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. So you've got these ideas and they're, they're firing off in your head and you're, you're, um, you know, trying to implement them to, to, to that perfect point. But before you do, you've got to prioritize, you know. So how, how do you prioritize your creative projects? Like what's a what what do you which one do you choose? How do you, you know, go forth and say, okay, I'm gonna run with this one? Right. Um I just asked this question on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I saw the Twitter thing. I'm like, that's a, that's such a that's a, such a great question, and it's one you ask your audiences, and and you know, I, I think the answer kind of changes. But but anyway, sorry. Yeah. Ahead. So for me, um, it's the one. It's there's money, there's time, and there's people. So which, what do I have the budget for? What do I have the time for? And what do I have the collaborators to do? So for my EP, I said, I've saved, I've saved up this money. I didn't go for, I didn't go for any grants or crowdfunding or anything. It was all self-funded because I just wanted to like get it done. Um, I said, I've saved up this money and um, I know how much the, the studio is going to cost, excuse me. Cause I, I didn't, uh, I didn't do it all myself. Cause again, I didn't want to, I didn't have the time, the patience or the desire to put in the time and then to create the knowledge of how to perfectly produce an album. So I found the person who had already done that and his name was Aaron Young and he's an awesome producer, guitar player, and arranger. And he brought in um, the drummer and the keyboard player and has all the studio equipment that just makes everything sound perfect. So I knew how much his time was going to cost and the studio was going to cost and the musicians were going to cost. And I said, that all fits within the budget that I currently have. And we talked about pre-production and how much time it was going to take. And I said, that's... an very much an appropriate amount of time and then I can do all the uh, packaging for myself 
so I so I did all the visual design for the packaging and chose the fonts and the the photos and stuff and and put all that together and said I I know I have time for that. Whereas some of my other ideas, um, which I'm sure ever I, I won't say everybody, lots of people have ideas for a movie or an animated TV series or whatever. So I have I have those concepts on the side, but I can't. I can't just do those yet because I don't have the money, the people or the time in place to be able to focus on creating an animated feature film. So I chose this little CD of five songs instead of 10 songs because that's five songs fit in my budget. So that was those are the three things I use basically time, money and people. And people and yeah. And the, and for that one, it's the cl- collaborative uh the <laughs> collaborative effort that that you've done to get the the people in for the different projects how do you um because that's at the crux of of the the, the couple of the project different projects you've described how do you get the um how do you motivate the the, the people to to do that because you you're you're wrangling them what's what's the you know easiest way to to wrangle them when you know because everybody's busy and you know you've got competing things going on and so what's the how do you get them to to um buy in on that um i think uh like on the jars project the dream jars project having that deadline was really helpful um for the for the ep um being able to being able to pay the musicians and the producer for their time um they like the producer and arranger Aaron he he really dug the songs and so he put in a little extra time to figure out how to arrange them and what the what the instrumentation should be um but there was also that knowledge that he wasn't he wasn't doing it for free. So having that monetary support really helped for the dream jars. One having the time box really helped because then people knew even though it was free because I didn't pay them for that one. That was just, that was pure collaboration that they knew how much time they had to put in for it or, and how much time that they could invest. It wasn't going to be a years and years long project. It was just this, Within this six weeks time period, please do this one thing. So those those two projects that really helped. I have a couple other projects that are sort of languishing, and I'm trying to figure out um, what's missing out of those to try and spark those back up, and whether it's do, do we need a shorter timeline? Do we need some money behind it, or do we need more? passion and real just um buy-in into the actual project to try and kickstart it because i had maybe i should just focus on one project rather than two or three <laughs> but right it's a yeah there's some who who say you know i can i juggle these different projects because uh you know i i my interests change and so i can bounce between but uh yeah, but from what you described so far, it sounds like you you do like to focus on, you know, one particular aspect and and get that before 
moving on. So it, it seems like, you, you know, it's, it's interesting because the, the Spark in the Art podcast where you interview people of, you know, all career levels to learn about you know, how they get their stuff done. You, you take um, and run with that because, the, as you state, the podcast is for you um, and the interview is for your audience. Um, what made you choose to do that way? Is that, do, is that kind of um, just the podcast or do you, does that bridge to other things that you create as well, that you, that's how you plug in the passion part of yourself um, to, to make that happen? Can you kind of take us on a journey into, into that process? Sure, absolutely. Um, so that came from episode one of the podcast entitled how to start something. I think it's, or how do you start? It was something about starting. And it was because I had for, I don't know, we'll say six months previous to actually launching it had decided deciding is very important. We can talk about that later, making the decision. I had decided that I was going to make a podcast. Um, but some podcasts that I listened to are up in like the hundreds and like the sevens of hundreds of episodes for podcasts. And I'm just like, this is like forever. If I start this, how do I stop it? Or if I start, do I have to keep going forever, even though I don't really like it anymore at some point after seven, <laughs> after 700 episodes? So <laughs> what I had to do was create some rules for myself around the podcast. And um, so what I decided was I was going to do short um, series of topics. Um, so the first the first section was was people I knew, like people were people I worked with directly. Uh, one of them was actually did Spencer Goldade. He did work on he did one of the the dream jars in that jars project. And then it went on to my family. So I did my mom and dad. And then it was um, music marketers. So I talked to a few people who specifically work, who are musicians, as well as in the marketing of music. And the concept behind those little chunks was that once like a season, I did air quotes there, once a season was done, it gave me the freedom to say, all right, I'm finished and there's a nice end rather than having it go on forever. This is a nice end. I created that capsule. Um, and then the uh, one of the other ones was um, the interviews are for me because these are people I want to talk to, authors and filmmakers and web series creators uh, visual designers, musicians that I want to talk to, that I would find interesting. And I put that all together in a podcast and I put that out for you, for an audience. And so what that allowed me to do was not, because I started stressing about who I was going to uh, serve, I guess is the word, who I was going to build this podcast for and what problems I wanted to solve. And really, I just wanted to talk to people about their creative process and have something that other people could listen to. So that I had to give myself the freedom to just do that. And now that I've done that for these 80-something episodes, um, now I'm comfortable in the creation of the podcast and booking the guests and talking to the guests and interviewing them that I can now go and look at 
a specific audience, which is kind of it. It seems kind of backwards to to what some places um, and what professionals. I did air quotes again. I'm very air quotey today. Professional professional <laughs> podcasters say where it's like you're you're meant to find your find a very specific niche, find a very specific um, audience member, talk to one person, that avatar, that uh, persona that you want to talk to and solve problems for and then grow out of there. But basically, I was I was the audience. So in that, for the podcast specifically, the interviews were for me and the podcast was for other people. And now I can niche down I guess and find that one specific show and um, how that works with other aspects of my life I and I talk about this on on the podcast with different guests as well trying to figure out why they do what they do and um, right. so when I do when I perform live not that I sell out stadiums or theaters or anything um but but for my 40th birthday i had a giant shindig and booked out a restaurant and sold out the 50 seats that were there and had a bunch of people so um so i i can i can get an audience for my music if i really focus on it but um i have to decide is am i up there performing for me so people think I'm awesome. Listen to this song that I wrote. Isn't aren't these words clever? Isn't this story particularly touching? Or or <laughs> right. am I am I up there so that the audience can have a great time? What song do you want to hear? Do you want fast songs or slow songs? Did you want to be rowdy or quiet? That and and for the most part I'm up there because I wrote these songs and I think they're cool and I want to share them with you. So I want the audience to listen. So it's, it's kind of that these, these songs are for me, but this performance is for you. If it's, it's, it's probably, it's yeah. I could probably sell more tickets if I went the other way where it was like, I just found the audience and said, all right, you're a bunch of punk kids. Let's do some really awesome punk music. Now you're, you like punk music? Do you like the pop punk like Green Day, or do you like like the political punk like um, like uh, Rage Against the Machine or or whatever like that? Like niching down into that, finding that audience and really nurturing nurturing that. Whereas I don't have a specific message or an audience that I want to talk to. I just want to like I just want to tell stories and do cool projects. So. Right. And that totally makes sense because it's it motivates you and that shines through with whatever artistic project you create. So, I, I mean, I really like that approach. I think it makes a lot more sense. And it's interesting that you say you've come to a point where, you know, you might niche down. And so maybe you'll dance with the audience a little bit more so than in the beginning of the podcast. And I you know, it, it it is an um, ongoing dilemma. I, uh, there, there is no real answer. You know, do you, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily going to be totally for the audience, and it's not going to necessarily always be one hundred percent for you. But 
but yeah, I definitely mm. have to have skin in the game. Um, and and you can't just go. I, I the, the approach of you know find your audience and just talk to them. I I don't know. I, I mean, there there obviously there's there's a, a value to that uh, exercise, but uh, but I find I agree more with your approach where you take it and you do it for for you. And there's going to be people out there, and it's a wide world. It's huge. <laughs> there's going to be people out there that are going to be interested in the same things you are. So it's it's having that and then finding that uh, them instead of, you know, finding them and then creating it. And, you know, the balance between the two. But but I think it's an interesting – I like your approach, and I, it's a, a ongoing uh, question. It will be interesting to see how the uh, podcast um, – your podcast goes on at when mm-hmm. you go to niche down. Well, I don't think it's going to you know, niche down no. so much as I'm going to narrow narrow the the conversation. So I'll still talk to uh, film directors and and character animator, character designers and animators and photographers, but I'll, I I may have a more of a specific topic to focus on like how does their how does their creative work balance with um their family life and how or something like that more than right now it's just whatever whatever discovery conversation happens to take place i can have a more um a more narrow topic to actually talk to them about and then maybe that'll bring out more solid conversations right right and uh right now the biggest challenge you're facing with the what you're working on right now which what are you working on right now besides uh obviously the podcast is ongoing but what um what's the newest um uh right now i have uh so i i got back my three cameras so i was going to get the the pictures developed off those and then putting that putting that video together so that's one project so i have to figure out how how to run that do i do i once again say put out a video even though i know it's not going to be as high quality as it could be but it's done or do i go and get somebody else to do it even though that'll take a bit longer and i might have to i might have to pay put, put a budget around that project um but i also have a kids book called Gary the Gargoyle which is which is 95% done this is the this is the hardest part it for me for whatever reason is getting done and i think it's i think it goes back to that when it's in your brain when it's in your mind as an idea it's always perfect but once it's out you can see all its flaws um which i this is a total aside. I think that's why people who like they like break up and get back together and break up and get back together and break up and get back together because when they're broken up, everything's perfect again. And then when they get when they get back together, then they can <laughs> see all the flaws and then they break up. So basically what I have to do is I have to go, "All right, I know if I get this project done, I'm going to see all your flaws and then I get to I either get oh, to break yeah. up with that project or figure out how to work on that project some more. Um so anyways, uh so that's so that one there's the kids book Gary the Gargoyle. And uh and then I also have another ongoing project 
which I was going to do. Um, there's the Juno Awards here in, in, in Canada, which is basically Canadian Grammys, I guess, is the it's the it's the National oh, yeah, right. Academy okay. of uh, Music and Arts in Canada. The the Junos. Um, and so I was they have uh, for specifically for Calgary, they have a uh, a grant program so that when the Junos are hosted in Calgary, they're giving grants to people who want to do um, little music events uh, around the town so they can have a bunch of music events for, for the Juno Awards. So I was putting together something for that, but I can't... I've never done it. And talking monetarily about how you're going to spend money on a project, <laughs> I always just kind of spend money on projects. So having to write down exactly what I'm going to do so that other people will give me money, it's 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 a whole other... It's, it's a whole other. Uh, yeah, it's a whole I'm, other. I, I don't think I don't thing. think I'm. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna reach the deadline for that one. But, but um, I think I'll probably still do the project. And what that project is is it's a live performance based on one song that I wrote called "When It Was a Love Song," and uh, the song it's basically a breakup song. Uh, I remember this tune when it was a love song. And but now all the meaning is gone, so it's like this song used to mean um, that you um, you used to hold me up, but now you're holding back, baby. Where did this go wrong? It's a, it's a kind of a country song, and uh, so so it's a breakup song, but it can just be the the ending of certain things. So this project is a live performance where I do it in an old time uh, bluegrass country version. And the concept is that the song is being played as the last song of a fictional radio program that's been going on for a while. And it was like, uh, this song was their hit on that radio program over, over time. And so now this is like the last song the radio program's going to play is when it was a love song. And so that's the ending of that. But then that family, within that family, that song gets taken over by... Um, the uncle who um, for for various reasons has a little bit of lost love for the family and that song in particular and so he does a really hardcore punk version of it where it's like I remember this song this tune when it was a love song but now all the meaning is gone because I'm taking it away kind of thing and then the third version of the song is just kind of like a YouTube personal guitar and voice where the, this this last person is uh, the grandson of the person who who originally fictionally wrote the song um, tells the story of how this song used to be a love song um, but now all that meaning is gone because now it just means um, the end of his relationship with his mother so it's kind of like a, a short story wrapped around one song and then there's a couple other original songs in there to balance out these musical acts so that's I'm, I'm putting that together and that should happen hopefully hopefully in the first six months of the next year I've just I've just started putting that one together so nice that sounds like it'll be that'd be cool I would, to see I hope so um yeah yeah definitely so it 
it's uh <laughs> it's um you're gonna you're gonna film um, all of this, yeah right? i would i would hope so because it's a one-time thing and i don't have like i couldn't yeah. take it on tour and create a stage production out of it so i basically just have to do it right. this one time and uh and then film it and then then i just have to decide do i do i have the time the money or the people to do like a really nice multi-camera production of it or do i just put a camera in front of the stage and just rather than making uh like a video or an event out of recording it it's just documenting what happened so that's part of that's part of the prioritization right. like we were talking about earlier right nice so last last question for you i was wondering so if you had could you know speak to your younger self um knowing what you know now what what kind of advice would you give your your younger self you know uh whether it be like when you were just getting started is as your younger self you know from where you are now what what would you I would tell myself to, I don't want to say be a perfectionist because I didn't do enough stuff to be perfect about, but it was that concept of wanting to be perfect that kept me from actually doing things. So I would tell myself, finish things, share it with people and move on. So basically on my wall, on my wall next to my next Hmm. to my desk it's it says get started get finished move on like that's do as good as you can with what you have inside those three steps but you have to get started get finished and move on that's good that's good that's a good one to put up there I like the I like the whole wall thing. The, the wall thing makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you if you don't have the wall where you're you're putting something up there that you can visually spark your mind over and over again, mm-hmm. it's a necessary element and uh, reasons for that. It's it's words like those that uh, bring you back to concreteness in terms of being able to express yourself through different projects and art. Definitely, nice, nice. Well. You know, Tucker, thanks a lot. I uh, appreciate the uh, the time and the conversation. You've you've got some great ideas, and uh, looking forward to seeing um, y- you know how they progress out the um, y- you know this year coming up. Um, if people want to uh, you know know more and and uh, especially to to sign up for your your newsletter, which has the three simplest things you can do to ensure your creative projects the three most forward, difficult right the three most Where, difficult simple things. Most, most difficult, yeah. simple. They're simple, but they're difficult. So, yeah. Okay. So, where can they go uh, to to sign up for that um, and, and check so out to the get, rest of your work? To get that little ebook, it's thesparkandtheart.com slash ebook. That'll take you right to the page, and then you can sign up there. <clears throat> and then uh, you get you get an email that first day that says, Hey, here's the ebook and hope you, hope you dig it. But then the next day I send another email that gives you the option to, um, I put, I put together a, 
a commentary edition of my five song EP. So the next day you have the op- option to opt into that. And then you get for the next five days, you get five songs that you can download and listen to. And I tell a little story about why I wrote it and how I wrote it and um, what I think the song is about. And uh, I've had some really great feedback on that. Like one person, uh, one of the songs is what, why they call it a crush. And it's, uh, my heart's not broken. It's just a little bit bruised. Now I know why they call it a crush. Um, and so one of the people that I, that went through that, they're like, I instantly remembered who my first crush was and what, what that meant to me. And so the song, song really spoke to me on that level. And I've had a lot of good feedback on the born to the world song too. So the spark and the art.com slash ebook, you get the ebook with the three most difficult, simple things you will do to guaranteed to make your creative work better. And then those five songs, you can opt in for those the next day. Um, so that's probably the, the easiest way. Otherwise, you can just go to songstuckerwrote.com and surf around. I have, uh, I have um, uh, Almost in Love up there, which is a song I wrote, but it's done by uh, a jazz singer. She did it for her live album. And then, and then another song cool. I did with a pop punk band called... <clears throat> um, the name just fell right out of my head. Um, but that's up there. And we, we kind of co-wrote that one. I'd sent them a song and they said, well, what if it kind of went like this? And I said, that's fantastic. So we, that one's up there. And then I have another song, which I, I actually had recorded as my wedding song, which is called um, Times Like These. And that one was recorded and produced and performed by uh, Eric Dover. And he was in he toured with Alice Cooper and did co-writ with Alice Cooper and was in my favorite band toured with my favorite band jellyfish and stuff. So that that's a pretty personal song to me. And then of course there's the podcast and a bunch of other stuff and you can see the zany zoo kids book and eventually the Gary, the gargoyle kids book will be up there too. So Nice. Nice. Good. Great. No problem. Well, thanks, thanks for, for having me. I really appreciate it. Great to have you. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember, you can go to creativehabitspodcast.com to see the show notes for this show, as well as sign up for the newsletter. Have a great week.